Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Production, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tarano. Uh, good evening and uh, welcome back to Streetwise. Hey, listen, if you're watching us on live stream and if you see my engineer, Brian Graves, with a tremendous smile on his face, I just want you to know, <laughs> he married a young lady here from the studio. I think he met her at the water cooler. Uh, uh, I hope he didn't promise her, <laughs> to her own show over here, because if he did, my guess has a few words for him. <laughs> Actually, this is it works out right, because this is a lead-in uh, for my guest who's uh, on my show this evening. She has two great books out. Uh, Combating Romance Scams, Why Lying to Get Laid is a Scam. Wow. And <laughs> Brian's still laughing in the, in the engineer booth. And Cardinal Abuse by Deceit. You know, how not to be a victim, I think. Uh, pretty much that what it is. I want to welcome to Streetwise, uh, Joyce uh, Short, great author. Uh, Joyce, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lou. Wow. I hope we can enlighten some folks today. <laughs> well, I, I know. I'm concerned about my engineer. I don't know what the promises he made because it leads into your pretty much in uh, uh, two books. Now, what you're doing is you're pretty much uh, giving advice to young ladies that don't get caught up in uh, in a scam, sex scam, but it also the time uh, that we're, uh, I'm saying the timing for your two books that we're going to talk about uh, seems to f- fit in with the uh, the headlines today when um, a lot of uh, political uh, politicians and people in the entertainment world are being uh, actually they're resigning from their from their positions as a result of sexual allegations. But I think you feel that's not enough. I think you feel they should be prosecuted. Am I correct? Well, it depends on what the what the offense was. Uh, and let me just say that it's not just uh, something that happens to young ladies. Uh, it's happening to men as well as women, particularly romance scams. Wow. So categorizing it as strictly a, a female kind of crime or a crime that, you know, the victims are uh, entirely female really w- w- would be incorrect. Uh-huh. Uh, scams can happen to anybody. could happen to old people, young people, uh, males, females. It uh, can happen to anyone. You and it happened to me. Oh I, well, I know. I was going to. You jumped the gun. I was going to. Some of that is based on personal experience. What you what you helped. You're helping other people, pretty much, to a degree. Exactly. Right. But I think since you opened up, I'm going to say you went a little further. You have actually, if I don't know if it was a fraud or a scam, uh, but you actually got married. You married this person. I certainly did, mm. uh, and that really has to do with your brain chemistry. Uh-huh. Uh, people think that when you know that you've been deceived, that you can just walk away. Uh, but we have a couple of things. Uh, you know, if we, if you can think back to the Patty Hearst issue of um, Stockholm Syndrome, correct, correct. Uh, it really uh, affects your brain chemistry. And particularly when you're attached to someone through affection or through romance, uh, it stirs up that brain chemistry that creates attraction for us. Uh, and just because you find out that a person who you're um, romantically involved with uh, did something wrong or did something bad, uh, it doesn't necessarily cause you to walk away. And that's one of the problems that we have with uh, domestic abuse cases. 
uh, you know, the police will go and call on a domestic abuse case where the person is getting uh, uh, beaten upside the head uh, by an offender, and the police will arrive, and you think that the woman would say, oh, yeah, by all means, you know, I'm relieved that you're here. Take him away. Put him in jail. Doesn't work that way. Oh, He's actually, lo- in love with that person. Well, you know what happened uh, as a result of what you just said? The law's been changed. And now it's the discretion of the officer himself. In other words, if he, he because of, I've, obviously, I've ran into that where a woman has a black eye and a bloody nose, and she refuses to press charges and we used to walk away pissed off you know but now uh-huh. you, now the that's changed where the responding officer has a discretion based on his observation and based on what he hears he can lock that person up even if she screams i don't want him locked up i don't want him locked up the officer can lock him up so that's thank god i think that's that's wonderful yes. Lou. i'm so happy to hear that yes because yeah. yes. i can tell you with other uh, instances where i've been called in for you know, people that, uh, you know, have been uh, brutalized by their mm. uh, significant other. Uh, and, uh, you know, the police walked away, uh, and I'm happy that this is, you know, something that's changed. So I'm, I'm really relieved to hear that. I think it's wonderful. And the thing that, the thing that uh, people have to understand about romantic love is that it actually is a form of addiction. Mm. Uh, the same... Uh, processes that go on in your brain when you drink alcohol or you take drugs. Uh, it stirs up your dopamine, it stirs up your serotonin, uh, and it activates these neurotransmitters that create addiction for you. And the same thing happens to you uh, through affection and romantic love. Mm. Uh, in fact, uh, there's an additional uh, neurotransmitter that kicks in that doesn't kick in uh, in um, uh, drug addiction or um, uh, alcohol addiction, and that's oxytocin, mm-hmm. uh, which results from uh, from having sex with someone. Uh, and that's probably one of the most powerful uh, addictive um, uh, chemi- chemicals mm. uh, that that can affect your brain. It was specifically put there to keep you. Uh, attached to your mate because uh-huh. Mother Nature wants you to raise your uh, raise your offspring to maturity and raise children exactly and raise a family and yeah exactly and our children are very slow to develop you know if you have a puppy dog uh, a year later that puppy dog is independent of its mother in total uh, and if uh, you have a one year old baby. Uh, that baby is still clinging to its mother and incapable of standing on its own two feet. Well, might be walking by that time, right. so I, don't take me literally, but I, right. I, you understand what I mean figuratively. So our uh, bonding mechanism, uh, the brain chemistry that enables us to bond, has to be very, very strong uh, in order for us to hang on. And oftentimes, when we're abused, that brain chemistry kicks in even harder because our brain knows we're being harmed, but Mother Nature wants us to hang in there uh, because, uh, you know, uh, because of the need to preserve the species. Yes. Uh, and that brain chemistry is there to help us preserve the species, which is just systemic 
for us. It's endemic in who we are as human beings. Now you mentioned so it's very, about, very powerful. Well, I, I, yeah, but don't, don't don't you think now that I would believe? Correct me if I'm wrong, because you said actually it does affect. Uh, I just said young ladies, but truthfully, I didn't know it affects can affect men as 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 well, and uh, and older women uh, too, like you had mentioned. But I think that women. Uh, young ladies are more vulnerable because I think as as a child, a young girl uh, is looking for her prince charming or she's looking for, uh, I guess, tall, dark, and handsome. Or, or, and now the term is they're looking for a soulmate. I think that's more connected to young women as, a, uh, as opposed to adult males or adult women. Well, I'd hate to break it to you. <laughs> break but, it to me. Uh, throughout life, <laughs> <laughs> throughout life, um, you know, we're built to bond, and everybody would love to find a soulmate. Uh-huh. Uh, and men uh, don't have oxytocin; uh, uh-huh. they have testosterone, uh, and so their their brain function is. Um, different in terms of bonding. It's, it's uh, besides than the, women are. Yeah. So besides it. Besides in their head, it's also in their pants, but go ahead. Yes. Well, that's what testosterone does. That's exactly what I meant. (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, the male uh, concept of uh, relationships, uh, you know, are sexual in nature uh, based on testosterone Mm. and uh, the need to uh, control and be powerful and all those things while... The female nature is that of bonding and nurturing and uh, and raising young right. are you know the things that are just inherent in our nature that separates us. But you know, as we've evolved, uh, you know, many many years ago, where we lived in caves, uh, the male had to go out and uh, kill the bear, mm. uh, bring home the meat, uh, and the um, the female had to suckle the young uh, and mm-hmm. nurture them and protect them uh, in, the, in the cave. Uh, and today, you know, we've, we've changed that methodology. And today, uh, society has evolved to where we have jobs that can resemble each other's jobs. Mm. Uh, so today, we not, uh, we're not really uh, pigeonholed into specific tasks that are based on Mother Nature. Uh, and so our lives have evolved. Uh, but have our bodies and our brains evolved along with it? Not so much. Mm. But Joyce, but Joyce, uh, sure, let me say this. Uh, obviously, uh, men have, uh, when they're younger especially, have a high testosterone in them. But I, the reason why I say it's different than, than women is because because they have this high testosterone, that doesn't mean they want to. They're looking for a soulmate, and that that doesn't mean they're looking for a wife. That just means they just want to have sex in many cases. Yes. Whereas the Correct. female is looking for that soulmate. I think usually, you know, they're to looking. To a great extent, you're correct. Now that doesn't mean that a man can't fall in love oh. and be attached to that person. Yes. Uh, the other thing that these neurotransmitters do. Uh, is that they create, uh, if you have uh, the right balance of them, uh, it creates uh, emotional empathy, uh, the ability to relate to another person's pain. 
And that emotional empathy is what creates a conscience. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if you can relate to another person's pain and you have an emotional connection to that person's pain, then you don't want to hurt that person. But that would be a normal person. That would be that, that would be a neurotypical neuro- normal person. Exactly. Right. And if you don't develop, uh, if you if your DNA uh, doesn't equip you mm. with the balance of uh, hormonal activity in your brain, that's how psychopaths, sociopaths, uh, people with narcissistic personality disorder right. evolve. So mm. you begin life with. Uh, either a predisposition uh, to what we call cluster B personality disorders, uh, or you come into life as a neurotypical. Now, that doesn't mean that every person who's born uh, as a result of a mating between a psychopath and a neurotypical Mm. will necessarily be a psychopath, uh, but there's a good uh, possibility that that could happen Uh based on how their early life development issues impact on their brain. Mm. So do you believe all of us are, well, I don't know, because people that have mental problems are not born with the norm that you're discussing, that you're talking about. So there's a problem, there's an issue there. You go, otherwise you wouldn't have serial killers and people that rape people, you know, people yes. like that, you know. So, right. uh, yes, you're talking about a normal world, which I don't think we ever had. Yeah, there are people who are born with a predisposition to being abnormal, for, yes. for their brains to be abnormal. Mm. Uh, their balance of uh, neurotransmitters is such that they're uh, not uh, developing emotional empathy, uh, and the impacts of early development on them uh, could also negatively affect their ability to create, um, uh, you know, the receptors for uh, for those neurotransmitters that will enable them to develop uh, to, to develop uh, a conscience, mm. and that's how we, and that's how uh, psychopaths and sociopaths right. and people that are narcissistic evolve. Mm. I use and once I, you're, yep. I use I, once you're in that pattern, think, you know. One thing I didn't, I didn't do. Uh, I use psychologists or say. So, uh, uh, no, in writing two books. About I think the you subject. are. Yeah, you pretty much know. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I interview psychiatrists and psychologists, and they, they you know, they're in sync at what pretty much of what you are just mentioning right now on the air. So, right. So now, Joyce, know, even as a, Joyce, uh, as a police officer, right? Uh, you know, in the in the criminal justice. Um, uh, world, right? Uh, I know that you apply the concept of the dark triad, mm. and the dark triad mm-hmm. uh, is uh, a narcissist, a Machiavellian narcissist, and a psychopath. Mm. Well, in psychological circles, uh, they would fall in DSM under the concept of uh, uh, cluster B personality disorders, mm. and that would be a person with. Uh, borderline personality disorder, a person with any social personality disorder, with narcissistic personality disorder. So those are more the um, generic, more scientific terms or medical terms uh, for people that are not neurotypical. Uh, and, uh, you know, both the, uh, both the psychological world and the criminal justice world 
recognize that there are people in this world whose brains just function differently uh, than neurotypical people who, and don't get me wrong, a neurotypical person could break the law. They could do a bad thing. Mm. Uh, the difference <laughs> is that uh, they'll do it because of need or necessity. Uh, they, well, well, because they, they can. Their kids. Well, well, because they can. Right? Like, say, uh, well, politicians. Because they, because they can is more something that a sociopath or a psychopath yeah. would do. Because they have a need, like they can't feed their kids, so they go and rob a bank. Mm, that well. would be something that that would be a wrong that a person who, you know, is a neurotypical but out of necessity goes and does something wrong. Well, so necessity. Not every. Mm. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, somebody who has a position, uh, on a, a congressman, that are resigning, uh, if they were not a congressman, right, they wouldn't be in a position where they could scam. Right, they wouldn't have to yep. scam, in your words, to uh, to get laid, you know. So it would be it would be so. In other words, they're taking advantage of their position to do that. And the same thing with producers and directors. You know, young ladies or young men, like you said, uh, anyone coming in, they want to get a part in the movie. Uh, the, the old uh, couch interview, what they used to call or still call, right. you know. And uh, which yeah. is all casting couch. Yes, casting couch yeah. exactly. But it, but. It's been going on since the beginning of time. In, in the, in the, in oh, it has. Yeah. Socrates wrote about it. Mm. Very uh, good. One of the quotes in my one of the quotes on the first page of my book actually is uh, from Socrates. A quote from him. Yeah. Yeah, and he used the word. Um, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, hang on one second. Let me think about it. It's um, <laughs> uh, persuasion. Yeah. He yeah, didn't oh, yes. call it yes. uh, sexual assault by fraud. He called it sexual assault by persuasion. All right, so by persuasion, would you consider that a crime? Uh, okay, let's look specifically at what constitutes a crime. And you have to understand also, Lou, that I know it sounds absurd, but right. uh, the criminal justice system differs from state to state. Uh, every state has different penal code. They have different names for crimes. Absolutely. Uh, their consent provisions vary from state to state. In one state, you could you could uh, carry out a certain behavior. You could conduct yourself in a certain way, mm -hmm. and that would be uh, particularly uh, you know that that would be perfectly legitimate in in that particular state. And you can go ten minutes down the road, and that behavior could uh, land you in jail. Let well, me give you an know, example. You, well, but before you give the example, but in every state, uh, the person has to have intent. Intent, intent to commit a, a crime and fraud. If you want to, you know, you could intend to use fraud. But give me an example for. I, I don't want you to lose that thought. Okay, uh, there was a young man who. Uh, and this is an example of what we call um, uh, what we would call a sexual assault by fraud. There right. are a couple of states. There are about eight of them in this country that actually enable people who have been lied to by an underage uh, girl or an mm. underage, it could be, I guess, a guy. It could also be a young boy yes. because, let's face it, young boys can uh, sell themselves out Correct. also or could be forced into uh, sexual acts. Uh, so uh, uh, if a young girl, and I'm just going to use the word girl, and I, I don't want you to think of this as completely sexist because it could be also a young girl. Correct. 
But in this particular case, it happened to have been a young girl. She was 14. I think she claimed that she was 19, and she looked older than her age. Uh, he met her online, uh, and they decided that they were going to hook up. Now, he lived about 20 minutes away from her, and so they actually lived in different states. Uh, and he went to her, uh, to her state. Uh, they had sexual intercourse, uh, and, um, uh, and, and uh, the mother found out, and, uh, and she was underage. Mm. Uh, she was 14 instead of 19. Right. Uh, and so he was arrested for, uh, for statutory rape. And in his state, uh, he could have claimed a rape-by-fraud defense mm. against statutory rape because there are eight states that, will, uh, that the only rape-by-fraud that they recognize is to protect someone from having to go to jail when they're lied to by an underage youth. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll recognize that as rape by fraud, but that's the only form of rape by fraud that they'll recognize. Mm. Well, in his state, he could have used that as defense, right. but in her state, he couldn't use that as a uh-huh. defense. And he was tried and convicted of statutory rape, even though this young girl... I lied lied very convincingly yes. uh, that she was 19 when she was actually 14. Mm. So I think that most of my followers on my blog were kind of surprised when I came out uh, on his defense, you know, to his defense. Oh. But realistically, uh, you know, she lied to him. Uh, and uh, she did perpetrate a fraud. Uh, and the mother, in fact, agreed that she had perpetrated a fraud. Right. The mother and the child mm. did not want to see him convicted. Right. And they, in fact, were in his corner in testifying. But the judge ruled against uh, their pleas and actually, uh, you know, locked this young man up for rape by fraud. Right. You know, there's the, there's the term, you know, ignorance of the law and many states cannot be used uh, cannot be used exactly. against you yeah so but yeah. really in order to in order for us to recognize, recognize what the law is there has to be some continuity here yeah. there has to be some standardization of the law otherwise in one you know 10 minutes away you know you're you're not committing a crime uh, and and down the road you are committing a crime yeah well so, yeah you're right you're right. I, I, you know, you know what happens if you uh, if you go across a late state line for the purpose of what we're talking about could be a federal crime as well. You know. Well, if you took the young lady across the state if line, he took like Elliot Spitzer found line, out, <laughs> but he used but he used communication too. That's and that could be federal also. You know, in today's world. Yep. Yeah. So there's a uh, you know it, it just it just so happened recently. In fact, just a few days ago, right here in the Roosevelt. Uh, Long Island, a 35-year-old guy got on Facebook, and he was able to con, you know, which you talk about in your book, you know, and, and fraud, use fraud, uh, to get an 11-year-old girl to, uh, to, you know, to expose herself, and then he convinced her 
to to uh, expose her two-year-old female niece. This was all online. Oh I know. Oh so, uh, you know, again, I think he was arrested, but how do you do that? I mean, he was able to, like you say, the uh, criminal uh, abuse by deceit, but yet he was, it worked. It worked just going on Facebook and the communication on the Internet uh, or whatever. And it just turns out he's... Uh, by the way, he hasn't, uh, but the, again, this is what I'm going to say is a different show. He's an illegal, uh, immigrant from El Salvador, which again is another, another show. But, uh, it just fits in how, how easy it is, you know, for some well, of these people you know, to do it. Today, uh, the, that, the act that he committed is called sextortion. Uh, and today there are efforts being made to create a federal law to prevent sextortion. Uh, in fact, uh, my congresswoman, uh, Carolyn Maloney, uh, is very much behind uh, passing legislation in order to prevent sextortion. Sextortion is also used to a great degree in romance scams because people will um, uh, take these photographs and uh, use them to literally bribe the person yes. or coerce the person not to turn them in right. uh, once they find out that they've uh, been defrauded. Mm. Uh, so they use them uh, to uh, they use them to silence their victim. Uh, they can use, uh, so use, yeah, as blackmail as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, talking about, speaking about Caroline Maloney, I want to let my audience know... Uh, and I was, I had the, uh, I, I was, I, I was honored the other night at an event, a law enforcement event, and I did invite Joyce Short to, to be there, because what we're talking about fits in with some of the people that were at the event who were in law enforcement, and, and aside from detectives and superior officers and, and, and judges that were there. So I, I did invite Joyce Short, and jo- Joyce, I, I well, thank you for showing up, and did you talk to Caroline Maloney, who happened to be there as well? I, I happen to have known Carolyn for many years. Oh, so you do years. know her, but you teach us. Yes. Okay, okay. So you said hello yeah. to, I would She's imagine. My congresswoman. Congresswoman, and, uh, yeah. I'm the uh, government relations chair for my uh, community. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I'm, uh, you know, uh, uh, fairly well-acquainted. Uh, You're active. Well You're acquainted politically with, uh, active, I would say, you know. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I didn't say right. sexually active, I said politically active. So in, in your community, <laughs> that's another, yeah. another story. So, oh, in fact, uh, yeah. uh, Congresswoman Maloney had invited me uh, about a year ago. Uh, we had a sextortion uh, symposium mm. uh, here in Manhattan, and, uh, and Congresswoman Maloney had actually invited me to, uh, to that particular symposium. So congratulations, incidentally, on your award. Well-deserved. Thank you. Uh, I was very, very proud to be there, and, and I was honored sincerely that you had invited me, uh, and uh, you know, uh, so happy to see that uh, that you were recognized right. uh, by the Peace in- Institute. I think that was just a wonderful. Yeah, peace, uh, great. yeah I, I don't, truthfully, I, I don't know how they, because uh, I, when I when they call me and then spoke to me, I said, hey, hey, listen, I appreciate what you're doing, but I call myself yesterday's news, you know. So, but you know, but I, I did, and 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 I did 
did mention it when I made my little spiel, is that it was good because I saw two old friends of mine there, which I mentioned, that Judge Bruce Balter, Supreme Court Judge Bruce Balter, I remember when he was a young, well, I was young also at the time, that he was an aspiring attorney, became a criminal court judge, and now he's a U.S., uh, now he's a Supreme Court uh, Justice. And, of course, I find a cop from my days in the 70s, and he was the chief, Chief Scholl. You saw him there, too, as well, in uniform. You know, so it was good. So when I saw that, I said, hey, I guess I'm not yesterday's news. I found some old friends and I'm underlining the word old. But anyway, thank you. Thank you for for, for being well, there. That's exciting when you, when you get to renew old acquaintances. Yes, yeah, it was good. And my yeah. guess is Joyce Short. She has uh, two great books out there, Combating Romance Scams. Uh, again, it says, quoting her, why lying to get laid is a scam. Uh, it's a crime. Is, what, is it a crime? Why, lying to get laid is a crime. Is it, and, you know, is it a crime? Uh, it is in some states. Oh, it you is, know something? This guess, goes back to... Guess what? We're going we're gonna to take a break. And I, I, so I, I'm going to, you know, dispute that. So we're going to, uh, you know, to a, to a degree. Uh, Joyce, hang in there. i got to take a little break, and we'll be right back. 631-888-8811 okay. if you want to call in. 631 631- Eight 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 one one. Be right back. This is WGBB AM twelve forty and W two four zero DF FM ninety five point nine Freeport, New York. What do I cherish? Precious moments. Watching Dad read to my little Eric. That's why I'm so grateful I insisted on an eye exam when I noticed him struggling with the words on the page. We found out Dad has age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. Fortunately, the doctor caught it in time for treatment, so Dad can still read. Protect yourself and your loved ones. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on preventing and managing AMD. A cure is in sight. All right, I'm back. I'm back with my guest, uh, Joyce Short. Her two books, Combating Romance, uh, Scams, and uh, Cardinal Abuse by Deceit. We just, uh, in, in the uh, Combating Romance Scams, uh, it says, Why Lying to Get Laid? It, she says scam, but now she says a crime. Uh, why, is it a, why is it a crime, Joyce uh, Short? Uh, because consent uh, is... Mm-hmm. Uh, very misunderstood by most of society. And even judges and prosecutors and lawyers and the police uh, are unaware of what the real meaning of consent is. Uh, people often use the term informed consent, but that's really kind of a redundancy. Mm. Uh, consent is a form of agreement. And there are several forms of agreement, uh, Consent is required in all sexual conduct. Uh, and consent does not simply mean agreement. It means freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. So you can agree to have sex uh, when you're not knowledgeable or informed or freely giving. Uh, that, that's called assent. Uh, one form of agreement uh, you know, that's different than consent is called assent. Another one is called acquiescence. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, in fact, uh, right. the kind of agreement that Harvey Weinstein uh, received was called acquiescence. Mm-hmm. Acquiescence is agreement under duress. Assent. I don't know. Just, uh, but I, I just can't see duress there. But go ahead. Yeah, duress, I, I don't. S- uh, yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that because they were, they were all well, willing. 
I would think. They were all willing. Yes. But they were all willing because they were afraid that they would lose, um, you know, he is a person of great authority. Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he controlled their lives. Mm. He controlled their ability to perform or not perform. Uh, he was a very influential man yes. in Hollywood. Uh, and if they didn't satisfy, if he, if he turned thumbs down to them, uh, he could ruin their careers. Uh, and so when you are a person of authority, and you know this, I'm sure, about uh, people that are uh, in um, uh, the people in Rikers Island, right? If you're mm-hmm. a, an officer in Rikers Island mm-hmm. uh, and you have people in the prison there, you have no right to have sex with them. Period. Whether they want it, whether they don't want Correct. it, you do not have that right because Correct. you are an authority figure, and that's considered uh, acquiescence. That's not consent. Uh, and if you uh, if you utilize your um, your position of authority, uh, then you're not. And, and the same is true if you're an employer, right? Uh, if you're an employer and the person could be concerned that they're going to be fired. Uh, they have a two-year-old to take care of and feed. Uh, they don't want, uh, you know, to chance that they're going to, you know, lose their job and be on the unemployment line. Uh, well, that's, uh, you know, usurping their agreement without it being freely given. Uh, in the cases of Nassar, the um, uh, Olympic doctor right okay these are entirely cases where he usurped their uh, assent under duress which is acquiescence okay so these young ladies never consented even though they agreed to be sexually examined I'm sorry to be uh, medically examined correct. by him correct right uh, they did not agree to sexual conduct and that is what we call fraud in the factum. Yeah, but it don't you say no? Isn't them. but uh, Joyce, Joyce, uh, short. Isn't when you say no means no means no? No. No. Okay. Uh, no means no. Okay. Yes. okay. No means no. <laughs> but what you have to understand is that yes can also mean no. You don't know it at the time, but the offender knows when they have used force, duress, or deception in order to undermine your self-determination over your body. They know when they're lying. They know when they're uh, usurping your agreement through some type of manipulation. And the minute they're usurping your agreement through some type of manipulation, you are not consenting. You could be assenting. You could be acquiescing. But what you couldn't be is consenting. And model mm. penal code, one of the problems that we have uh, throughout penal code is that most penal codes are written in the negative. Most of the consent provisions are written in the negative. They say what consent is not. Model penal code says consent is ineffective if induced mm. by force, duress, or deception. 
Okay. I want to and get back. Yet. I want to get back there, but I have somebody on the line that wants to talk to you. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, yes. Who's this on the uh, line? Johanna. Oh, hi, Johanna. Question or uh, statement for Joyce Short? Yes. 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 Hi, Joyce. Very interesting conversation. Um, Joyce, I have a question. Um, my husband was a criminal attorney, and he always said it was much easier to know what a person's feeling but never know what they're thinking. And my question is, day and age, um, how would you go about or the best way to meet someone without a background check? How would you go about meeting someone without a background check? Which is the best way to meet someone oh, online oh. or wow. the safest okay. way to meet someone? Our face value, I, I guess. Hmm. I have a post on my blog. Okay, my blog is combattingromancescams.com. Mm-hmm. And the post is the A to Z's. Just, just put in, in keyword A to Z, and it'll pop up. It's the A to Z's of how you meet somebody without using, uh, without using Internet dating uh, because Internet dating has literally mm. opened the door uh, for access to people who are perfect strangers to you, who you have absolutely no idea this person is walking into your living room right right through your desktop, mm. right? And you have no idea what's, uh, what's behind there. You know, you, you don't even know if the picture is real. So there are things that you can do to determine whether or not that picture is real. You can use Google reverse image search, right? You can also use any one of the resources on, uh, online. Uh, there's a new one coming up. It's going to be called iCheckmates. Uh, uh, but there, yeah, there are other uh, resources online that you could easily use in order to uh, do a background check on somebody. And mm-hmm. it, it's very inexpensive to do this today. But one of the first things that I recommend to people, especially if they meet somebody through Internet dating, is take that picture that they have on that profile and run it through a Google reverse image scan, yeah. uh, image search, and you'll see, is that picture 10 years old? Right. Uh, is that picture used by another person? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you really have the, the name of the person who is identified with that picture? What if you're not so, computer literate, uh, Joyce, with many people are today? You're not computer literate. Well, if you're uh, not computer if you're not computer limit, uh, uh, literate, right. then it's unlikely that you're using the Internet to find somebody, to connect with Correct. somebody. Correct. But so, uh, okay, right. some people hire, by way, uh, hire private investigators to, to you know. Yeah, so background checks can't always be correct also, is that right? Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do a couple of things. Uh, Number yeah. one, uh, don't jump in bed with this person that you just met, <laughs> okay? And and even if we had specific laws that were rape-by-fraud laws in New mm. York State, uh, they still would not be imposed uh, mm. unless you had a reasonable basis sure. of belief mm-hmm. for the lie. So mm-hmm. if you just jump in the bed with that person, mm-hmm. yeah, you know that. Even if they're, even if they are sexually assaulting you, even if they are lying to you, you won't be able to prosecute them. Uh, and Joyce, how long did it take you to, personally to get over your experiences, or have mm. you never gotten over it? Uh, you know what? Uh, first of all, you have to. Uh, I, I'm going to say mm. something that I think every sexual assault, uh, every sexually assaulted person knows intrinsically, and that is. You never get over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you do is you learn how to live with it, 
Uh, you learn how to put it in a place in your brain that it doesn't stop you from your day-to-day life, uh, that it doesn't diminish your joy, mm-hmm. uh, because finding joy in your life is the best revenge uh, for what happened to you. Uh, and there are steps that you can take. Uh, and again, if you read my blog, which is combattingromancescams.com, mm-hmm. or if you read either one of my books, yes. you'll be able to see some of the steps that you can take in order to get your life back together again. Wow, great. Thank uh, you so much. It was I've, nice talking to you. Wow, great. Sorry, uh, uh, thank uh, you so much for calling in. Mm-hmm. Bye. Joyce, great uh, question and great answer, by the way. You know, Thank you. It just uh, no, really. I was going to get down to that, but not as in depth that uh, Johanna did. So uh, I'm, I'm glad she uh, <laughs> brought up that question question to you. But you, you know, uh, a lot of women they'll do it you know, again. I shouldn't say a lot, you know. But I mean, the, the, there are many women that want to get into showbiz, and I have from personal experience now. A young lady, I'm going to say young lady. I'm not going to say when, where, and how. Had said to me. I'll do, she was looking for a particular occupation or job, I'm going to go in depth with it, and she had said to me, I'll do whatever I have to do. Now, there are, what do you do? I mean, obviously I walked away, you know, but I'm just saying, there are women that we talked about the couch before, and they know there's going to be a couch in the producer's or director's office. They know that. So there was, uh, so, uh, you know, so I don't know where there's fraud in there, and truthfully, I don't know where there's a crime in there. It, you know, uh, Lou, Yes. the reality is that if the person is being defrauded, okay, now let's, let's look, seriously at what fraud is. Fraud is you lie to a person, and this is fraud 101, okay, and, 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 and this is what fraud, how fraud is taught to attorneys, uh, people that are yep. going to law school uh, throughout, throughout the country. Hmm. Uh, fraud is you're being lied to, uh, you know it's a lie, you intend for the person to believe the lie, they indeed believe the lie, and you harm them, they suffer harm as a result of believing the lie. Okay? So if the person, you know, look, That's what you're talking about is a small portion of society. Uh, and there are going to be exceptions to every situation. And it's up to a judge and jury to determine uh, whether you have behaved as a reasonable person would behave. So you're saying deceit. So right. you're saying deceit, uh, fraud in, in regard to uh, a, a female or male being uh, sexually cooperative with the other person. But you know the penal law says there has to be a threat of uh, of some kind of physical, or uh, whether it's uh, uh, physical or whether it's even just a conversation. Like if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'll kill you. That that's would be coercion. yes, it's yeah, coercion, that's, and that's a threat, and that's that's a, a little different. But uh, I have to say this: a lot of that's these, actually oh, that that's a that's a, in the a, law. A very yeah. Uh, no, that's that that's how police interpret. That's the, the law. no, the penal law interprets that. You have to have an intent to commit a crime therein, 
and that's intent. So no, that that's in that's in the law. But what I'm saying okay. is, but uh, a lot of these, lot of these young people, they want to, they'll do whatever they have to do. And by the way, I know down the road because I've seen them and met with them and talked to them. Down the road, they're sorry. They, you know, they do. They have a, you know, they did at the moment at the time. Whatever they had to do to get where they are, whether it's a, a part in a movie, and then 10, 15 years, 20 years later, when they were a grandmother, you know, uh, they regret it, you know? But, uh, if but, that person yeah. intends to fool someone by using sex, whether it be the person who is using the person in order to get what they want through sex, right? Then right. that person is committing sexual assault by fraud. Okay, I don't think it's in the penal law, but Joyce, sure. What if they get what if they get that position that they wanted? It, it, in other words, it wasn't deceitful. You want this part in the movie? Do do go to the couch, and then you got the part. Now they get the part, and I, it appears like everybody's happy. Where is there's no fraud there? You know. So there is no fraud there. Correct. There well, is no fraud. You're, well, you're asking we me. We got somebody on the you're line. You're asking me an oxymoron. There is no fraud. <laughs> okay, there. very good. Judge, we are, Rich, in that circumstance, there is no fraud there. Correct. I'm talking about circumstances where there are. Okay, fraud. where they're being scammed, like you said. And that person who is defrauded has to be protected. What you're describing is not a case of fraud. Correct. Right. I, I don't want the listeners to get confused and think that's uh, because somebody yeah. is cooperative. That's fraud. I got Richie on the line for Joyce Short. Richie, your question or a statement for well, Joyce? First, I, yes. I find it very, very interesting. Uh, Joyce Short, I heard Lou Talano ask you at the beginning of the show if you were a psychologist or a psychiatrist or you had that <laughs> background, and you said no. But you seem to have an excess, uh, excess information about this more than any doctor or anybody that I ever met. Uh, how did you get your background? How did you learn all these different things about uh, the uh, emotional transmission and DNA and the whole Megillah? <laughs> okay. Uh, two things, Rich. Uh, number one, I've been sexually assaulted three times in my life. And number two, I've written two books. So yeah, uh, I've lived it and I've researched it. Uh-huh. Because your information and your research is extreme because mm-hmm. if you see somebody attractive, and by the way, on Wednesday I was at 60 Center Street during that police function where Lou was being honored, oh, and I saw and I saw Joy Short there, who I found to be very attractive, which, <laughs> oh, I, certainly, which I certainly wouldn't approach. Joyce, be careful. It may be fraud by the seat there. <laughs> that's why. Wow. Because if Joy said... Well, Rich, but, what do you do? Well, listen, I uh, own a building like Trump Towers, mm. and I do this and I do that, which I certainly don't. And then you say, well, this may be fraud. No, but if you find someone sexually attractive wow. and they find you sexually attractive, is there anything the matter with them having sex without getting married, without thinking about marriage, just having fun? You met them at a health club, you met them at a bar, you met them mm. shopping, whatever it is. Is there anything the matter with that in your mind? Absolutely not, as long as you're not deceiving them. In other well, words, well, if you're deceiving me, them, Joyce, if you say, yeah. Everybody deceives. I want to put it this way. No. I'm going to talk, no, for, no, no, going no. To talk for America. Uh, every <laughs> guy that meets a girl and girls that meet guys, wherever they meet, somewhere. Exaggerate. It's not exactly deceit. Exaggerate? We'll call it exaggeration. A person's okay, going to I'm exaggerate gonna... to impress somebody. That's part. Okay, first off, let me explain to you that... 
that statement very frequently comes out of the mouth of men, less frequently out of the mouth of women. Mm. Women are usually horrified when they hear you say that. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but that is how men think, that it's okay because it's just considered puffery. So let me explain to you when you draw the line, okay? It is not a crime to attract somebody by puffing yourself up. Okay, you can puff yourself up all you want in order to attract that person. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you, uh, when you, when 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 the uh, uh, relationship moves to the bedroom, you need to straighten out those lies before mm-hmm. you have sex with that person. Okay, so because until you get into the bedroom, you're not committing a crime. There's no crime in attracting a person. Uh, well, there is a crime. Yeah, but I, think, Joyce, but I think Richie's saying after the bedroom. Now, after, in other words, but, is there a crime after that, even though you, uh, he told you all these different lies about owning Trump Towers or whatever? Yeah, but I want to get Listen, you into the bedroom. You, That's why I'm exaggerating. I'm going to the gym to look good. So you will find me attractive. And that's a crime, Rich. That's that's a crime. That's not seduction. That's sexual assault. Okay. Do not take a person into the bedroom based on lies. You want to attract them. You want them to get before you walk into the bedrooms. You need to say, "Oh, by the way, I really don't own Trump Tower." You really Mm. do because you have no right to undermine a person's self-determination over their sexual, uh, over their reproductive organs, it is up to them who they have sex with. If but you if are they, not, you are depriving if, them of consent. But if they're happy because I told them something that was exaggerated, maybe not Trump Towers, uh, some other building, <laughs> but, but that, nevertheless, I want to, and most people would do this, they want to. They want to say something to attract the person. They were going to exaggerate. I did this. I did that. I was in this movie, that movie, whatever it would be. That's the reason why. But I'm going to get away from that for a minute and just want to mention uh, that Weena went to jail for exposing himself on the computer, which was insane. Anthony Meanwhile, there are people mm-hmm. that actually sexually assaulted people that never went to jail. And then I'm going to leave you with Michael Jackson and Neverland Ranch. Mm. What's your feeling on that? And then I'm going to let you go. I appreciate everything that you're saying. And just to, again, I'm going to just repeat myself. I thought you were very attractive at that show. Yes. I'm (laughs) going to second that. Let me just say something. I'm going to second that. (laughs) Go ahead, Rich. Stay there. Stay there, Rich. Okay. So, uh, your concept that most people do this, let me me just go back to, you know, many, many years ago, uh, we had this thing called slavery in this country. Most people did that. Most people believed that there was nothing wrong with slavery. In fact, a good part of the industry in our country and the agriculture in our country was based on slavery. But we fought a war, and it wasn't the war that changed slavery. It was that we changed the laws, and the laws made it prohibited to have slavery in this country. And if we could make it understandable to society what consent really is. Consent is freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. And if people could understand that concept, it will change and make the adjust, they will change and make the adjustment for how they conduct sex. Mm. We've gone off the rails in how 
we conduct sexual relationships uh, in society today. They're not consistent with what Mother Nature intended. Uh, and uh, when a person undermines your ability to freely give knowledgeable and informed agreement, right? they are harming you. And mo- a lot of men don't really understand that because mm. they you know, the, the, but if you think about it and you understand the difference between assent, uh, assent, acquiescence, and consent, you will understand that the most that they could do is assent because you're depriving them of the knowledge and information they need to make an enlightened decision. Mm. So, in other words, that. And they're entitled, yes. it's their body, they're entitled to make a decision. About who but they want to have sex with. Yes, when but they made consensual. Th- yes, excuse me, but when it's consensual between the man and the woman that met each other, regardless what words exchanged, they looked at each other, they like each other for whatever reason it is. Whether the man is exaggerating or the young lady, uh, or if it's homosexual, whatever it is, uh, I don't think that there's anything. The ma- my personal opinion. It's not. I don't think consensual. there's a law against it, and I think. That if that's Rich? where it is, and they're having uh, the chemistry works right at that time, that's fine in my book. You're using the word consensual when you, what you really mean is agreeable. Okay, it's exactly. not consensual. Consent is freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement. So when well, you undermine a person's freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement, it's an oxymoron to say that that's consensual sex. It's agreeable, but not well, consensual. Well, Which, you're probably right, but I don't think I know the I'm people right. will be... I, I'm, well, I said probably, and okay, I'm going to agree with you. You are right, but I don't think that they're going to go through this in their mind, whether it's consensual or agreeable and all that, which the, the definition, they're looking at each other. Hey, she got a nice body. She's cute. She's intelligent. I like her. She likes me. Uh-oh. And uh, let's uh, get it on. Anyway, <laughs> well, I love what you have to you're say. Gonna, you're going to see, uh, you, you now see the Me Too, and you now see the Time's Up, <laughs> and you're going to see the FGKIA, which is freely given, knowledgeable, and informed agreement mm. also, so that people will begin to recognize what is and what is not seduction. And, and you have to well, yes, undermine. And by the, by the way, if you really want to, to, uh, to oh, anyway, just see, there's two books out there: Combating Romance Scams, Why Lying to Get Laid is a Scam. Second one by uh, a is a, uh, okay is a crime. Okay, but by <laughs> deceit or fraud <laughs> and carnal abuse by deceit. Uh, how not to be a victim? Those are two great books. By uh, just want to get that in there before we. And, and I'll the, tell you right uh, now, yes. Joyce, you're the greatest yes, salesperson I know. I'm going to get <laughs> both books. I'm going to get both books because you are terrific, I and I appreciate you, everything wow. you say. But, Rich, tell and the truth. You don't own Trump Towers. And I, I just okay. want to point no, out one more thing for you. I only clean it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Rich, look at the Larry Nasser case, and you will see right. a clear-cut example of, yeah. uh, of sexual assault by fraud. Mm. That's one example. That's called fraud in the factum because he deceived them about the act, if you right. deceive the person about the actor, it's called mm. fraud in the inducement. No matter what kind yeah. of fraud you're using, if you defraud a person, they cannot consent. It's an oxymoron. Uh, by the way, well, well, Joyce, if all <laughs> else fails, I want to see you become a judge. 
Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Anyway, Thanks. thank you very much. I appreciate everything well, that you have to say, and I will get both of the books, and it's a terrific interview. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. By, by, by the way, the, uh, the uh, case that we're talking about is by this uh, sports uh, director who deceived all these young, I'm going to say, because they were young girls who were trying to get into the Olympics through gym, gymnastics, and so he, he used his position and uh, I guess through deceit and for it to sexually, uh, uh, whatever he had to do with them, sexual uh, abuse. And by the way, he's getting 40 to 175 years, so that takes care of that, you know, with this 175. guy. 175. Yeah. 175. No 40. No 40. 175. 40, is what she oh, 40, yeah, 175 years for sexual abuse. Wow, I've never seen a sentence like that. But anyway, uh, so that, that's, uh, that's where that case is. But but in the penal law itself, it doesn't spell out like you would like it to spell out, uh, Joyce Short. Actually, you're going to see that change ah. in the state of Tennessee. Okay. In the state of Tennessee, it says specifically rape by fraud mm. is a felony offense. Wow. In the state of Alabama, it's a misdemeanor. In yes. the state of Missouri, it says very clearly that assent is not consent when induced by force, duress, or deception. Right. Hmm. So there are states that recognize this crime. Well, duress should be there anyway, no matter what, in any state, to worry duress. But I just want to clear up one thing. When you mentioned Stockholm Syndrome, for the audience, what the, it goes back to occasions. In Stockholm, Sweden, where the, uh, the that term came from, is where uh, hostages in a bank were being held by the bank robbers, and they, they found the, there was a connection, the relationship, and even the sexual relationship between some of the people that actually supported the the, the criminals in that case, right, Joyce? If that's the case, exactly. We're about. And they actually married them. They married them. You imagine that? Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, uh, well, they married them. Well, you did the same, not them, but you got married. Did you get married by the state? By the way, talking about your marriage, I I absolutely you know was in love with this man. And even though he deceived me, mm. I was really, uh, you know, stuck in Stockholm Syndrome. Wow. Uh, and it took me a while. You know, when people think that the opposite of love is hatred, it's not. The uh -huh. opposite of love is apathy. And when mm. someone lies to you and you, that you love, the last thing that you feel toward that person is apathy. You Great. can love a person and hate a person. At the same time, I, I do try believe, to live I, I in a relationship. Believe, I believe that. Yes, yeah. I do. By the way, Joyce Shaw, we're out of time. Great, I mean, a great conversation with you. Combating romance scams while lying to get laid is a crime. Cardinal abuse by deceit, uh, not to be a victim. You got to get these two books by Joyce Short. Joyce, I hope you uh, talk down the road. By the way, what's that? I say I hope we talk with each other down the road. I would be most pleased to do so, Lou, and I thank you very much. And thank you, by the way. Rich is right. You are an attractive lady, and that's not being deceitful. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to Streetwise, and this is Lou Tolano, and I'll catch you later. been listening to Streetwise on the station that serves your community, WGBB AM 1240 and W240 DF FM 95.9.
The views expressed in the previous program did not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB.